We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. AB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Thursday, the last month, the last day of August, Ryan. We're going to finally kick into September starting tomorrow. Notre Dame is going to play their first, second game of the season, first at home, against the Tennessee State Tigers. And what we're going to do today, Ryan, is we're going to do some keys to victory, and they're going to be a little different then we normally do keys to victory for obvious reasons. And then we'll make our game predictions and we'll follow some follow a similar format. Talk a little bit about some of the big games from this weekend that, that uh, we're, we're going to be paying attention to, Ryan. And then we will have a mailbag. Normally on Thursdays, we won't have a mailbag. But I'm just being honest, Ryan and I talked about this. We're just not going to have a ton of in-depth analysis on this game because we don't want to convince you all that, you know, hey, uh, this game is something that it's not. And uh, But we'll, we'll dive into that. But Ryan, obviously, take opponent aside. It's going to be our first chance to see Notre Dame at home this season and yet another chance for us to see what this Notre Dame team is made of. Yeah. I mean, and every time you get a home game, it's exciting for obvious reasons, right? I mean, you talk about the fans getting back in the stadium. You talk about the, the parents of the athletes being a chance to be at home and to enjoy kind of the camaraderie with the Notre Dame fans and the tailgating and all that great stuff. And then also you have some recruits that are going to be on campus as well. So, I mean, it's a uh, home games are always fun, man, no matter who they're against. And, this was one that should be a nice ending for Notre Dame, yes. yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be the one of the interesting ones for this weekend, Ryan. When you look at the 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 visitors you talked about, there's going to be several commits on campus, mostly the local kids. Although I do believe Justin Thurman's planning on coming up from Florida. Uh, yep. Some interesting players, obviously Jerome Bettis Jr. is on campus. Some relatives of some all-time great running backs, Sean Alexander's nephew Austin, who got offered yesterday is going to be on campus this weekend. Some other players are going to be on campus. You're, you've already got an update on Cal Thrush. We're going to have a couple more coming up here later today. Uh, I think T.Y. Hilton's got a couple kids going to be on campus this weekend, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, the big one is Logan Saldate, who's making his official visit to Notre Dame this weekend, which is something, I mean, you you reported back when he committed that this was going to be something he was going to do. 
but it'll be nice to get him on campus and just solidify everything. He's off to a, a hot start. I believe he plays again on a Thursday this week, right? Didn't plays they play tonight. Thursday last week? And then they has a Thursday night game as well tonight. Yep. If you haven't seen it, I, Ryan has a preview. So it's Logan and Kennedy Erlacher both Correct. tonight, right, Ryan? So he has previews for those games up tonight and then also links to how you can watch those games. And then, of course, tomorrow we'll have the full preview for the rest of the Notre Dame class. So we have all that stuff going on, Ryan. But the main event is still Notre Dame against Tennessee State. And it's a game that Notre Dame is favored to dominate. There's not even a spread for this game. I was going to say, are they technically favored in this game? I mean, mean, they're they're favored so much there's not even a spread. But, Ryan, these are games where we, we kind of laugh and joke, but these are still important games because games like this uh, against an opponent, I've always said this, players aren't stupid. And you can lie to them all you want and say, hey, look, we've got to play, you know, we've got to really play our A game or Tennessee State's going to give us a game. They're not idiots. They watch the film. They, they, right. they know. They know that this is an inferior, a far inferior opponent. But this goes back to what you and I talked about earlier in the week on Tuesday, which is we're going to learn this week what kind of leadership this Notre Dame football team has on Saturday. Because it, at the end of the day, a well-coached and a well and a, and a team even more so with great leadership, because this is beyond coaching. Because coaches can rail on you all you want, but you know, you know what they're saying isn't you know really the case. This is where leadership comes from, and it comes down to it's not about Tennessee State, fellas. This is about us. Sure. And and so that's something that I'm very curious to see. And that's going to kind of bleed through all of our keys to victory because they're not so much keys to victory. Notre Dame could play poorly in every phase that we discussed today and still win by four touchdowns. I mean, that's just the reality of it. But it's about building on the momentum that you established last week. Last week, don't take step backs you know, mentally, technically, schematically, all those type of things. Don't don't view this as the walkthrough game that we all know that it is. Those are going to be sort of at the foundation of every key that you and I come to, because that's what this is all about, Ryan. It's about building into future games and not taking a step back, not with win and loss, because that's going to happen. As you and I have said, Ryan, what is it? It's not about the W or the L. It's about the process. If the process yep. takes care of itself, or if the process is the way it needs to be, the wins and losses take care of themselves. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, 100%. And I, I would say that also from the leadership perspective of things, because, you know, the four captains of Notre Dame, but we know extends the leadership extends beyond that, right? I mean, like guys like Audrey Gestime are certainly leaders on this football team. And, you know, a couple uh, – Blake Fisher is a leader on this football team. There's other guys that – Although they don't have the C on their chest, we know that they bring a level of leadership to the table. But anytime you're playing against not only an inferior opponent, you're also playing at home, right? So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can kind of break attention a little bit this weekend, right? There could be a lot of things that can make you look sideways in certain instances, right? Family are on campus, you're playing an inferior opponent, you're coming off of a a trip from Dublin, Ireland. Like there's a lot of things that can really, it can really destroy attention. I think is the best way to put it for this week. So it's about the captains and the leaders on this team to make sure that we remain focused. And that extends obviously up, not extends up, extends down from the coaching staff, you know, to be able to really remain focused against a team that, you know, you should beat by a large large margin like there's no doubt about that so i think you have to come into this one with a you have to understand what you're going against right like let's not let's not fool these kids right because they're not stupid to your point right like if i'm coach freeman like it's not like one of those situations where it's like guys we really need to come out and play this week or else we could get upset like no man like you know that's probably not going to happen it's just more remain focused and be attention attentive to details if you're attentive to details Notre Dame will roll, and then you'll go into the NC State game next week, and you'll feel like you're in a pretty good spot coming off of two good victories and kind of working on the focus aspect of certain things that are going to be kind of your bread and butter or your identity this year. So I just think it's kind of like blocking out the outside noise, you know, coming back from Dublin, parents are going to be on campus, recruits are going to be on campus, you're playing against an inferior opponent. There's a lot of distractions. So get rid of those distractions maintain focus on the process at hand. And I think Notre Dame will be fine going into week three. Keep well, that standard. Yeah. yeah. It's game. Yeah. It's uh, we're just going to go with what game it is for Notre Dame. Simple sure, as yeah. that. Right. No, it's about the standard, Ryan. And you even use the word process multiple times. And that's what this weekend is really about. I, I did love this comment though, from T guns, our, our guy T guns. He says, I hear that Eddie George won't be coaching this weekend, but also that Tennessee state just got in a new transfer running back. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, uh, look, this is a team that is going to – here's what we will say about Tennessee State. The issue is they're just – they're inferior from a talent standpoint. But what I would be shocked if we don't – I will be shocked if we don't see this team come out and play really, really hard Tennessee sure. State. I fully expect that. They're oh, not yeah, they're just going to – They're not coming out the South Bend to get their ass mm-hmm. Kids, no, you know, I mean, no, that, so. they're to get embarrassed in a way because there's two ways of getting embarrassed. One is you, you get embarrassed in the scoreboard, the other way is I got embarrassed because I physically got my butt kicked and I didn't give effort, I didn't leave it all out there. These kids know, look, this isn't a really good team, and we, we may not have much of a chance, but we're going to go out there and give them everything we got and make them earn sure. it. And if Notre Dame's not prepared for that, they're still going to win, but it could be a win where you kind of have a little bit of egg on your face, number one, perception-wise. But number two, you lose the momentum you've spent all fall camp building. Sure. And that's going to be the key. And that's going to be the focus and our keys to victory. 
So as we get started on the keys to victory breakdown, Ryan, we'll begin with the offense. And the first one really is, is it's about being who you are. And, and one thing that we saw last season, and this is the, the reason that yesterday when I was talking about what we know and what we don't know is we really still don't know how good this offensive line is going to be. I thought the week one performance was outstanding. I mean, when you consider how good Navy is at stopping the run last year, how many guys they had coming back, you know, just just the the, the level of production you had on a very limited number of snaps. There just was nothing to be upset about from last week's game. There's things that need to be corrected and all that, but just big picture, very strong performance. We saw performances like that last year. The question is still, can you string these together week after week after week? Because ultimately, when we talk about that standard of who Notre Dame is, Marcus Freeman has said all along, we are going to be a a line of scrimmage built football team. And if this unit comes out and plays with the focus and the fire that it needs to, then that's going to bleed into everything else. And so and, and, and then also create some momentum for this offense as they get ready to go play really scrappy, good, well-coached defense a, a week from Saturday against NC State. And so that to me is is number one key is come out and dominate the line of scrimmage. Don't just, you know, establish the line of scrimmage, like I said, and it's about, you know, early down success, which leads to, you know, not getting into those ruts where you, you know, are punting when you shouldn't be punting. It's about dominating the line of scrimmage and playing with an attitude and a demeanor that you need to have, but also still maintaining, hey, we're, we're trying to do something here. We're playing within the scheme. We're playing with sound technique. We're playing as one. But you do that and you just go out there and dominate. That's going to be the key to me to for, for the, the number. I mean, really, it's at the heart and soul of what this game is going to be about for Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I feel really bad talking like this, man, against when Notre Dame has a football game to play. But, I mean, you're right, Brian. Like, it's, this is one of those situations where I'm trying to be nice here, man. I really am. But it's it's like it, – because it, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying, like, we understand the process is what we need to stick to, right, in this situation. But the outside noise is kind of what I talked about in the beginning. And, like, there's going to be some talking kind of just rudimentarily through the locker room, through – people you know through parents and everything in between. But I really think that for me, it's like this is a game where you just want to maintain and continue to build upon what you what the standard is that you've been creating, right? Like that's the biggest thing for me. And Coach Freeman, we know, to your point, we know what this team wants to look like. You still want to be a team that is built inside out and dominates in the spots that Notre Dame has traditionally been very good at. There's no doubt. So I think just, I would just say it like this, like let's dive into the mentality. Let's dive into the identity, right? Like there should be no like if, ands or buts about that coming out of this football game. What's your identity as a football game going into last week against Navy coming out of Navy should be the same as what it is going in to Tennessee state and coming out of Tennessee state, maintaining that identity, I think is a great way to put it. We know what Marcus Freeman wants this team to be. We know that what this team can be. We saw a glimpse of what the team could be last week in Dublin. This week, there should be no, there should be no question about that, right? Like the worst case scenario is for whatever reason, you struggle up front for some reason. And then you have to win this game just because Tobias Merriweather and Jaden Thomas and those guys are better than the yeah. players that are across from them. You have to stray away from your identity. No, right. man. Like, you want this one to be where you right. are what you are and you continue to build off of what you are. 
And even the run game success is because Audric Estime bounces off a tackler two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then gets outside and runs for 50 yards. Kind of like, remember that 91-yard touchdown run against Kyron. North Carolina with Kyron Williams? Yeah. And it was like, oh, what a, what a great job by the offensive line. They've rushed for X number of yards. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like on the 91-yard touchdown run, he got hit by three guys three yards behind the line <laughs> of scrimmage, right? It's just Seriously. that team yeah. just wasn't that good, and Kyron was a heck of a player. And so – you just don't want that success in the victory. I mean, you know, you win by 40, 50. But you could still look at the game and say, but they were sloppy. They just out-talented that other team, right? And that's yeah. where we keep talking about the standard. And as Marcus Freeman said, the standard begins with the Notre Dame defensive or the Notre Dame lines. And trust me, we'll have plenty to say about the Notre Dame defensive line. Number two, Ryan, one thing that drives me nuts about games like this is, and this has been true for Notre Dame in the past and against teams that are better than Tennessee State. This is one of the most outmatched teams that Notre Dame has ever played against, in my opinion. Although I do, I will say this, one of the things I do like about their team is, is I do like their front their front four. And there's, I mean, their most talents on defense. Yes. In my view, that's where their best players are. Yep. So I do like that part of the matchup. And I'll be honest, there's a couple positions where I think they have better players than what Navy had. At least one corner spot and one safety spot, I would argue that. Agree, and and I would argue that they're going to be a little bit more athletic at the middle linebacker spot, not the Ramos kid from last week, but the Will Harbor kid, which I which I talked about last week. But overall, they're just going to be way undersized, and except for the nose guard, <laughs> three eighty. But they're going to be way undersized and just shorter and not as big and not as fast as what the Rams going to be. And what I hate is games like this, Ryan, is you just come out and you just kind of run it down their throat and just kind of overpower them, and that's all you do. And, and right. you just get real vanilla and real basic and you just win big because you're just better than they are. That's fine, I guess. I mean, I, I it drives me nuts. I want to see you come out and continue to build your identity. And what this team is going to have to be is a run vertical and throw vertical team, right? And so when I mean run vertical, you're running right at people, right? You're downhill, you're, you're going at people. But then also, I think that has to be complemented by a pass offense that's also willing to go vertical. We've talked about sure. you got to go left and right and do all that. But I mean... I want to see a team that's even more aggressive. Those opportunities weren't necessarily there a ton versus Navy last week, uh, mainly because the plays were so limited. And I mean, Notre Dame was at 28 to nothing and they were in what, like the thirties for plays. I think something like that, Ryan, it was they only had like 57 for the whole game. And, and that included like what seven on the last drive of the game. And it just, there weren't a ton of plays to be had. I want to see more. I want to see not more. I want to see them remain aggressive because I think they were aggressive last week. They were just aggressive in a little different ways, you know, getting hitting the quick outs and the things along those lines. They did take some early play action shots and all that good stuff. However, this is a different defense where I think there's going to be more opportunities for perimeter outside shots, uh, whether they be from the slot, whether they be from from overs, or whether they just be straight goes. I do want to see more of those in this game, because I think that the situation will call for it. The defensive scheme will allow it. Whereas Navy, you didn't necessarily want to have a lot of plays where you're holding the ball for four, three and a half seconds because of the way that Navy pressures. And we even saw that even on some of the deeper balls, some of the deeper routes that Notre Dame had last week, Navy was able to still pressure Sam Hartman because they brought more guys than Notre Dame had to block. And so you had to manipulate the pocket that way. That won't be the case with, with, with Tennessee state, at least from what they've shown. So I want to see an aggressive game plan that builds on and, – and I know, you know, you run it up and all that. I don't care. Be aggressive. Take your shots. Go at them. Don't just come out and run nine of the first ten plays and go down and score a touchdown. Like, what does that prove? I mean, yeah, you should be able to do that. You're Notre Dame, 
right? But did you really right. do anything to help? You're not going to do that against NC State next week. You're not going to do that against Ohio State in three weeks. Continue to build your offense and who you want to be. That's something I would like to see from them early in this game. Well, Notre Dame is built from the inside out. They're a great offensive line in theory, and they have great running back room, obviously, right? But there is an overcorrection that happens as well when you try to steer in to the identity because then people would say, you know, if you get too much into the identity, it's like I'm just going to ram it down your throat because, hey, man, can't stop it at the end of the day. And that, that doesn't, to your point, that doesn't build a cohesive offense. That builds what you had last year if you're Notre Dame where – you could run the ball at a very high clip most weeks, but then there was always going to be that one game every so often where it's not sustainable because you're not an overall all around offense. And I agree. I think that, I mean, for me, like when you look at Tennessee state, I really think that Bryce Phillips is a good player. I think Josh green is a good player at safety. I think Bryce is a really good player at corner. I think that especially for his level, I think their other corner number 30 is a pretty solid football player for his level. But at the end of the day, yeah. yeah, But at the end of the day, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, Jane Thomas, Jane Greathouse, Braylon James, if he gets some play, Rico Flores Jr. Like they're better football players. They're more talented athletes, right? So they should be able to win a lot of one-on-one matchups. And the crazy part about Tennessee State is that they – well, not the crazy part. The thing about them, though, is that they are – a team that is going to allow their defensive backs play a lot of man-on-man coverage at times. They're going to play some single high where it's going to be hard for that single high free safety to get over the top on some of these vertically oriented plays. Like it's going to be very hard, difficult for them. So Bryce Phillips, Harper, they're going to have some one-on-one opportunities against Notre Dame wide receivers. And Notre Dame has to win the one-on-ones because at the end of the day, that's two of their better football players defensively. And if you were able to show that, like, hey, man, we can just we can win those one on one battles consistently, then Tennessee State's probably going to they're probably going to pack it in a little bit early in this football game. Because if Bryce Phillips is giving up big plays, Josh Green's giving up big plays, maybe from the slot, like Tennessee State's going to be in a lot of trouble. And I think Notre Dame needs to show that they can attack every level of this field against Tennessee State. Key number three, Ryan, and, and key points one and three are going to be the same on both sides of the ball. Just preparing you guys for it now, because, again, this is about a bit more about building blocks. Number three is, Ryan, be smart. You've got to be smart. Don't build bad habits, right? That's a key. That's something that can happen in games like this. Don't build bad habits. And when you look at a team that you can come out and your quarterback maybe takes shots that he wouldn't normally take, he's not making reads. He's just, oh, I'm just, I like this matchup and I, I think we can win there and I'm not going to read the defense and I'm not going to do any of those type of things. I'm just going to take a shot or I'm going to try to, you know, make a one handed catch when I should do two or I'm going to try to make a highlight reel play. You can have that mentality when you're playing an inferior opponent. And I don't want to see that. I want to see them come out with the same attention to detail and focus to say, hey, look, all the things that matter to beat Ohio State need to matter to beat Tennessee State. Execute your, your play hard, play smart, execute football, go out there and, and dominate, and and not try to play hero ball because you can get away with it against this team because that's how bad habits get developed and that's how you lose momentum. And that's important to me is is be smart, right? Be aggressive, run your offense, do all that kind of stuff. And this isn't this isn't from a play calling standpoint. This is from a player standpoint. Right where, hey, we're going to still play the, the game the way we're, we know we're supposed to play it and the way we're taught to play it and not try to freelance and have some fun or 
make a highlight reel or get on Sports Center or anything like that. Those things are are sure. not what I want to see. Well, I mean, I would even give you an example for last week. The play that everyone wanted to talk about after the game was where, of course, Sam Hartman broke the pocket, rolled to his left, threw a touchdown to Jaden Greathouse because those plays outside of structure is what everyone loves, everyone wants to talk about, and the easy ones for fans to love, right? Because it's like that is unique. That's different. And it's awesome that Sam Hartman can make those types of plays. That brings a completely different dynamic to the game of football, especially for Notre Dame, what we've seen at quarterback over the last couple of years. It's a great dynamic to have. But the fault that a quarterback can have at times is when you are so successful winning out of structure. And I I look at Caleb Williams at this fact at some points, right? Because Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in college football, in my opinion. But he, at times, will look past an easy read just to get out of structure, to extend the football. Because he's Superman, right? And that's a bad habit. When he gets to the NFL – He's going to have to chill a little bit that a little bit, right? Ryan and win from instruction. And we saw that last year. We saw that against Oregon State last year. We saw it against Washington State last year. We saw it against Utah last year, right? And some of that stuff got him in trouble, whether it be banged up against Utah, mistakes, not efficient on offense. Unfortunately, Notre Dame didn't have a game plan to kind of take them out of that. But Oregon State did. And that's a big reason their offense struggled. Washington State played very well against USC's offense last year. Their offense just couldn't score. That was their problem. So those are that I think you're absolutely right. Drake May, I, I believe, is this way as well, where sometimes Drake May gets a little bit too, I, I gotta go make a play, right? And you can get into those bad habits. And and to your point, you don't want to see Sam Hartman doing that. You don't want to see Audrey Gessame. I, I know you could have bounced that run and, and maybe stiff armed a guy in one, but stay true to your course, right? Like stay true to what we're, what we're doing up here. Stay within the structure. Those are all things you want to see. And then when the opportunities are presented that, that are, that come naturally for you to make those plays, make them right. And and that's fine. I mean, there are, there may be opportunities for one hand catches. There may be opportunities to dive and lay out for the ball. There may be opportunities to bounce a run that you want to go in a gap, but you have to bounce it. There's going to be opportunities to, to play out a structure, but you don't invent it. Stay yeah. within what you're what you're trying to do and just continue to build that momentum. And that those are going to be the keys for the Notre Dame offense. And if they do that, Ryan, they're going to look really good. They're going to dominate Nate, you know, Tennessee State early. And we're going to get to see a lot of the backups. That's and that's the that's the goal. And, and people have asked, well, why why did they leave the starters in so long last week? And I, I honestly I think part of it, and this is just my opinion, I haven't been told this by anybody. I think part of it is because they anticipate that they're going to be emptying the bench this week. And you go two games before NC State and your starters are playing 30, 35 snaps, that's it. Then you don't really have the same two-game advantage that you would normally have of just the number of game reps. You're now at like one game worth of reps. And, and I think that's part of it. Hopefully they're able to get those guys at it. Like I, if the starters are playing in the third quarter, you want it to be because Coach Freeman just feels that they need a little bit more work because it is game two, not because they sputtered through the first two quarters and they need another quarter to put this team away. Sure. That's what I don't want to see. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's move over to the defense, Ryan, and it's going to be the same story in key number one. Dominate up front. You say, because this goes back to the original theme, right, Ryan, is you have a standard. You call it the golden standard. Marcus Freeman has said, this is who we're going to be at the University of Notre Dame as long as I'm here. We are a trench-oriented team. We are a line-oriented team. That means our O-line, our D-line are going to be who we build this program around. And so when you're playing a game like this, the best way to tell if you're living to that standard is by dominating in the areas that you say your program is all about. Offensively, it's establishing line of scrimmage, dominating up front on that side of the ball, and on defense, it's about dominating Tennessee State. And I would say it's even more important here because you are playing a significantly inferior opponent. Where I actually think Tennessee State has a couple pretty good – they have a couple guys that won't shock me if, like, like I, I, the the Terrell Allen kid, I'm actually surprised he didn't transfer to a Division One school after last season. Like, there's some Mac schools, some Sunbelt schools that I think that kid could play at, in my opinion. You know, the Walker kid, that's their their Viper position, essentially. It's a good football player. But their offensive line, it's not the truth. That's not the same, right? Their offensive line is a, is is not very good. And you should dominate this game. And, and, the other, and I do have a question about this, too, Ryan, is I'm curious against more traditional offenses if we're going to see the same waves of linemen that we like we saw against Navy. That's going to be another question that I have, but, but it comes, it's this man, you got to dominate up front and just yeah. take this game over. They have decent skill players. Don't let them get involved in the game. Cause you were just dominating the line of scrimmage. If they, you said this when you and I were talking the other day, Ryan, and I'll let you build on the point that you said to me, you said, honestly, this team shouldn't score on Notre Dame's defense. They shouldn't because Notre Dame should be able to control the line of scrimmage in a way where Barring a blown coverage or something like that, this team should not be able to put drives together that get into the end zone. They just shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, they have one good running back coming back. They have a quarterback that can hurt you outside of structure at times, but not consistently. They have a couple talented receivers as far as from a talent perspective. But, I mean, you talked about the numbers the other day. Like last year, they were a team that gave up a whole lot of sacks, a whole lot of tackles for loss. They play behind the sticks a ton. And I just think that when I look at – the opportunity to have Riley Mills and Jordan Batello and Javante Jean-Baptiste and Howard Cross and, you know, whatever the other defensive linemen, Joshua Burnham, like some of these other defensive linemen, they're going to get opportunity junior to Lamaca. I mean, I look at that and I say like, there just should be no shots that they're able to move the line of scrimmage in their favor. I mean, that's just kind of where you are. Like I even had a source tell me that close to Tennessee state, like they're not a good pass blocking team and they know they're not right. And I mean, so should any of those kids be able to block Jordan Patelho one-on-one? Should right. any of them be able to block Riley Mills one-on-one? I think absolutely not, right? And that team, if they're playing behind the sticks, I think they're going to be in a really bad situation, man, because no. this is one of those teams where you don't have to manufacture pressure. Like, it's just like you send three to four, and you should be able to get pressure in the backfield against both the run and the pass game. And if that's true, 
then you just let Benjamin Morris and Cam Hart be who they are, right? You just let Xavier Watts make plays on the back end. You just let your linebackers flow and read. I just think that your defensive line should be able to control this football game and put this game, put the, put this team in chaos early because they're going to be playing in a lot of second and 10, second and 12, second and 14s, third and nines. Like, they should just not be in good situations on a down-to-distance perspective. And if that is the case, I think they're going to have a tough time throwing the football consistently against Notre Dame. Point number two, Ryan, is attack the ball. This is one of those weeks where we we said don't develop bad habits. I think it's a week for defensively where you where you develop good habits. And it's a habit in an area that Notre Dame was not good at last year. Sure. I was very encouraged by the fact that Notre Dame forced two fumbles, put forced the ball to get on the ground. And and here's the thing I liked about those two forced fumbles, Ryan, is they weren't like the normal forced fumbles that you get against Navy, which are pitch related per se. I mean, the, the one was kind of that way. It was a bit of a high pitch, but you'll see stuff like that on traditional offenses with tosses and with bubble screens and now screens and stuff like that. I thought the fact that Notre Dame could was able to force two fumbles in this game was very encouraging to me. We didn't get to see them get a lot of chances to really do a whole lot from the standpoint of like pass breakups and things like that, just because of the nature of the Navy offense. So I, I want to see some of those things. I want to see on one of these sacks by one of the Notre Dame defensive linemen, the ball gets stripped out. I want to see pass breakups. I want to see an interception or two in this game. Like I want to see this team be very focused on uh, attacking the football in this game. That's the, now again, it's like offense. You don't do it outside of structure. You don't try to undercut a route. You're not taught to undercut because you think you're going to get I'll give you an example. So uh, I was playing in a game in high school and we were playing this team and we were blowing them out. I already had four touchdowns in the game and we were winning big. And and I was like, I want to get a pick six. So I just kept trying to bait the quarterback into getting a pick six. And eventually he was dumb enough to throw it at me. And I picked it off and ran it back for a touchdown. Right. You can do that against a team that sucks, but you know what that did not do at all prepared me to go play well the next week. It was, it was playing hero ball. It was trying to, it was about me. It wasn't about the team. It wasn't about the defense. It wasn't about the structure. That's not the kind of attitude that you want, right? If Cam Hart's going to get a pick six, it's because you're playing within the structure. You read the quarterback properly and you stepped in front of it in the right manner and you took it back or you had a breakup because you may you may pick one of those passes off, but that's also how you miss on that route. He catches the ball and then runs for 50 yards and they put one on the board in a game where they shouldn't put it on the board. So again, play within structure, but within that structure, Ryan, I want to see the linebackers and the defensive ends and the secondary being very aggressive attacking the football getting breakups, interceptions, forced fumbles, and things along those lines. Uh, the only thing, the only way I'll be happy if that's not happening is if the coverage is just so good, they're just throwing the ball away all game. I mean, that's about the only way. But that's something I want to see because that builds on next week and then the week after and then the week after. That's something that I think where you can establish a good habit on defense. And so that's my my number two key. Yeah, I mean, I think that the disruption in the backfield will help to move, to move to that too, right? You talk about the ability to potentially force some fumbles, like Havoc creates that, obviously. But in the passing game as well, it's Jordan Patelho, you know, getting to a quarterback right as he's releasing the football, the ball gets knocked up in the air or there's a tip drill or, you know, all the different situations that can come on pressure being initiated, right? So I think that the good habits can come from 
other good habits as well. Like it doesn't have to just be corners staying true to their technique and being in the proper position. It can come from defensive linemen creating pressure, defensive uh, safety, being in the proper zone and getting a tip football, you know, and, and being able to take it back. So I think that Notre Dame just in general this week, you have a bunch of guys in the back end that have the ability to create big plays. I mean, we've seen Benjamin Morrison do it. We've seen Cam Hart do it sparingly, but at times we have seen Xavier Watts at times have the ability to be disruptive. Notre Dame, the probably the biggest question mark I have on the defense right now, Brian, is the safety position. Like that's the biggest one for me, right? So wouldn't it be great to come out this week and see Xavier Watts create some play, make some plays, see the other safety position, whether it is, DJ Brown or Ramon Henderson coming in at some points or maybe a younger guy, whoever it ends up being right comes in and is able to make a couple plays that you kind of go like, okay, that's moving in the right direction, right? The safety position. So I think Notre Dame has the ability to have a really good secondary this year, but I really think that it's about now taking a step forward. There were a couple missteps last week, you know, as far as like not reading your keys properly in coverage this week, let's remain True to your technique, and let's create some big plays, man. Cam Hart, you came back for your fifth year, right? Let's create a big play. Right. Benjamin Morrison, build off of what you did as a as a true freshman last year. Xavier Watts, show us why everyone was so excited about you coming into this season. I think it's about that secondary stepping up and that pass defense stepping up because there's certainly opportunities to create a lot of plays this week because offensive line's not good. Quarterback is a little bit frantic at times. I think there's going to be chances to force him into some bad decisions this week. Point three, Ryan, kind of ties in with point two, and we'll just kind of quickly get to this. Again, it goes to being smart. Don't do anything. Don't do anything that's outside of what you're being taught to do. That doesn't mean there's a difference between trying to make a play and playing hero ball. You, you understand the difference. Trying to make a play is you're going up to a running back and you just try to rip it out of his hands instead of trying to tackle him and then rip it out of his hands. Right. Right. Uh, you're you're you you lose sight of what you're trying to do. You're trying to go un- unnecessarily force a play, which can develop bad habits. Because you do that against, you know, Mayan Williams or Trayvon Henderson, they're going to run you over and then, you know, continue running into the end zone, right? Those are the things that we talk about. You know, you do that against Ohio State, you'll see what happened last year. You try to undercut a route, you do it inappropriately, you miss, boom, 50-yard touchdown, right? So staying within structure, being smart. You can be aggressive and be sound. And that's something I thought we saw against Navy defensively. I was, I was, it was one of the more impressive, I thought, game plans that Notre Dame had with their front seven against Navy in a while. And, and the 2021 game plan was great, but I thought the game plan was very aggressive, but also sound. It wasn't blitzing all the time because you don't want to blitz the option. I want to see a similar philosophy here, Ryan, is, is look, yes, you're better than this team. I want to see an aggressive play, but but aggressive within the structure of who you are so that you can, again, do what the whole theme has been, continue to build on your success. Well, I, I would like to see a little bit of creativity on the back end, too, kind of going on that, right? As, as I've talked about this already, Notre Dame does not have to rush extra defenders this week to create pressure. Like, you can rush four consistently, and you're going to be able to create pressure into the backfield. Defensively, from a pass game perspective, though, I look at it and say, like, hey, man, maybe a little bit more post-snap movements, right? Rolling guys down, rolling guys up, hiding coverage, maybe doing some combos at times, depending on what, what looks you're, you're seeing. I think you get a little creative on the back end, man, for some mistakes. Cause then also that goes into their hand next week too, Brian, of like, 
against Navy, you are pretty vanilla from a defensive perspective because it's just like it's about keys and remaining disciplined, right? Against a Tennessee State team that's more of a traditional offense, I can look at that and be like, hey, now we can start doing some different coverage variations that we want to do, a couple of different looks that we want to do because next week when NC State, Brennan, Brennan Armstrong and those cats are going to go against, now they have to think about more, right? Like they haven't just seen cover three, cover two, what, you know, whatever. They've now seen a couple of different variations where – because I've heard people say it the other way, and I, I think there's some merit to it, but I disagree with it sometimes – is that when you don't show anything that you have to prepare for more, I actually disagree with that a little bit, right? When I see more, that's when I'm going to prepare Correct. for more because now I'm like, oh man, like they're doing everything. And now I have to, right. now I have to take time out of practice to work against cover one and two man and, and, you know, in two zone and cover four and, and some match stuff, like all the different variations that you can show. I really think that that can cause a lot of confusion of what am I going to see? comparatively from a game-to-game perspective and ryan if i'm if i'm just because one of the things marcus freeman said to me this summer when i interviewed him was is one of the adjustments they want to do is they want to do more from a disguising coverages pre-snap so they want to be able to get into all their coverages from a lot of different looks so especially early in season if i'm disguising this coverage and rolling to this and this week and then you prepare for that but against you i'm going to get into those coverages differently so I may sure. get your quarterback thinking about, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden, I'm showing you something different this week than what I showed last week, but you spent all this time preparing on this. Now I can get you. And that's who Notre Dame is going to have to be. And and so there's also this notion, and I think this is especially true on defense, Ryan, more so than offense, because on offense, your plays are what they are. You may run them out of different formations. But in modern defenses, you're going to show a lot more variation from week to week, depending on how your opponent plays. How I get to cover two against you is going to look different than how I get to cover two against this other team. Cover two might be a bad example. How I get into quarters or how I get into cover one or how I get into some of my different combo coverages is going to look different against Tennessee State than it's going to look against NC State. But now we've put in your head that we're going to get into it this way and you're going to be thinking about it. So I I agree that I I think showing more as long as it's who you are. And, And again, there's always that point of diminishing returns. That's true against Tennessee State, just as true against Tennessee State as it is against Ohio State. But, yes, I don't want to just line up and be vanilla and, and kick their butt. I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's some merit to it off defensively, more so than offensively, because it does allow you to say, hey, can we dominate with our base looks or do we always have to fire people up? But I'm more that's more of a pass rush standpoint than it is a coverage and a structure standpoint. That's like, hey, I want sure. more plays where I'm trusting my – front four to get after the quarterback in this series. We may work on more of our drop seven, drop eight on third and long in this game because I want to see if my you know, my pass rushers can win, where I may heat a team up a little bit more in future weeks. That's one thing. But when we talk about the base defense, I want to see you run your base defense. I want to see you, if if you believe in, in, in disguising coverages, do it against Tennessee State and yep. give NC State a lot to think about. That's, that's kind of what I want to see from Notre Dame in this game. And you got to think Notre Dame's, analysts are going to have a couple extra days to prepare for NC State relative to what NC State will have because NC State plays tonight. So Notre Dame's analysts are going to be at work breaking that film down tonight and tomorrow. So that's something that could help you a little bit as well. So those are the keys, Ryan. Special teams, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's a simple one. It's in honor of the great loose emoji. It's do no harm. I'd love to see them break a big play, though. That's not a key. That's just something I'd like to see. They don't need to do that to win this game. But I want to see them remain aggressive on 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 pump block team. I want to see them because my whole thing is if I'm aggressive on pump block, 
one of two things could happen. One is you've got to keep more guys in protection and they can't get downfield as quickly, which might gives me a chance to the blockers I do have to maybe get a block or two for Chris Tyree. Number two, you may line drive one. And if Chris Tyree can catch a punt and kind of get going, <laughs> then we may see something. But the other thing is like when you get chances to put points on the board as your if your field goal operation, you got to put points on the board. You know, you need to be disciplined. Again, don't develop bad habits. But I'd I'd remain aggressive in this game on special teams. I would. I would not take a step back. And it's a similar thing we said on the other side of the ball. The, the both sides of the ball, really. And I don't want I don't want to see Bryce McPherson in this game. Bryce, love you, man. Love the scholarship. Just do, do could, your thing on the sideline, brother. Could you imagine if Bryce McPherson goes into the third game of the year and we've yet to see him play because I, I really they hope that punted. happens, man. I really yeah. hope it happens. Yeah. <laughs> be pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. That'd be really fun. So, Ryan, those are the keys to the game. We're gonna get into our predictions next, but I wanted to thank you all very much for. Uh, for enjoying that, hey, do us a favor, folks. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share this podcast. We are about 70 people away, Ryan, from 15,000 subscribers in the podcast. So if you're listening and you have not subscribed, do so now. Help us get over that 15,000 mark. Uh, we're, we're really, really close. Vince sent me something the other day. And I believe it was like from 2021, I believe. I'd have to find... I have to find the thing that he sent me, but it was a it was basically the number of subscribers we had when we first started doing this. And I think the number was like I'm actually going to try and find it now. Uh, the number was something like 300, something like that. And it was like two, three years ago. I think it was like 2020, early 2020, actually. Or no, it was early 2021 because it was after the 2021 season or 2020 season. And uh, the growth has been awesome. We thank you all very much for that. But uh we want to get to 15,000. So if you're listening, do us a solid and and you're not subscribed, do us a solid and, and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 